News. The Trivia Music Show. Of your favorite pop stars. What's good, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, Yoon Chi and I, we like to scour the internet and find less known facts about some of the big names, legends, megastars, or what I always say, some cool cats from the international and national stage to fill you in on. And by the end of the episode, let's see if you know as much as you think you know about some of these icons in music. I'm your host, TJ Reed, and I got Yoon Chi with me, my compadre, my brother. Yeah, here's your secondary host, Yoon Chi, <laughs> or so TJ's brother. <laughs> We always like to present some stars that we think that people should know a little bit about. You got someone that's special to you? Yeah, or sure. Just throwing somebody at us. Definitely. I'm talking about like a, probably the biggest icon and idol from an entire generation. Okay. And especially in the region where I came from, if you remember Guangzhou, Guangdong, or like the Canton province in South China. So this oh, idol yeah. is like especially particularly popular in this Hong Kong, Canton, and Macau region. Nice. All right. And that's a big hint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for me, I got a really, really special lady that I would like to introduce to everyone okay, today. Okay, special lady. Yes. She is a, a household name, not only for fans like me, but also for other musicians that are huge names like um, Beyonce and uh, also Rihanna. Okay. Really I'm picturing quite like an old timer. Well, I wouldn't call her an old timer, but or <laughs> prestigious. <laughs> but definitely someone who's left her mark in the hearts of a lot of divas and um, fans, again, like myself. So, Sounds very interesting. Um, yeah. I'm also I'm part of her fan club in terms of... So we're expecting some like a uh, song humming from you today. Mm, I'm not sure if I could pull off any of her music. <laughs> you can lower the key <laughs> to your range. I can try, yeah. but man, yeah, it's, but it's tough. Don't worry, we don't have high expectation to your singing skill. <laughs> Gee, thanks a lot, Yuchi. <laughs> no worries. But yeah, amazing musician and i think that i'm definitely excited to put you guys up on who she is because oh, you, you should definitely i'm know. excited to learn yeah yeah so before we get started guys just want to let you know guys and gals right want to let you know that everything that we find is internet based so take it easy on us if there are any miscalculations or if there's anything that is not updated please reach out to us send us a message and uh, we would love to update it onto the next episode definitely you probably think you know everything about your favorite stars in music. Well, you might get surprised on Pop News. The Trivia Music Show of your favorite pop stars. Tune into the conversation and discover some fun and shocking details about some of the world's household names in music. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. All right, so fact number one, and this is from Wikipedia and Fame10.com. Mm. This artist was the youngest out of 10 siblings. Well, 10 siblings. <laughs> is that like a total of 10 or excluding her, which makes it 11? That's, total. Uh, I think that's including her. Okay, it doesn't really matter. It's not an important question. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lot, right? Yeah, it's a lot. And they grew up in a two-bedroom house. 
Wow. Okay. Unbelievable, so we're not right? talking about like a very wealthy, musical, educated family. Doesn't sound like it at no, this point. Uh, this artist was raised Jehovah Witness, which is a oh. branch of Christianity. Yeah. And this group is special because they're notable for going door to door and knocking on your door. I think sometimes that's sometimes at eight o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning when you're still sleeping. Uh, not to that low, but but I think that's the group of people that I have come across on the streets. Yeah. Where they paddle you the the love. The yes. caring from join the us, cer- right? certain person from above. Right, 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 right. Join us. Yes, this was part of her origins. At the age of seven, this artist began performing with her siblings, but quickly switched over to acting. And mm. she got her start in some really famous TV shows at that time. And a couple of them were Good Times, which is a hugely famous show uh, from the 70s in uh, the United States. Uh, different Strokes, A New Kind of Family, and Fame. So, yeah. Is that a name of the show? These are the names of the different shows. And- uh, different shows? I thought it was one name. No, 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 no. <laughs> like a long, <laughs> long name, a really no. long name there. Nah, no, four different shows no, there, according to this source. And I think this fact here is probably huge clues for a lot of fans not, out not, there. Not gonna, not gonna for me. I mean, not for you and she, yeah. but for most of the you listening out there, this might have given it away. But it's really hard to be discreet or obscure about this musician because she's just really, really big. Um, when the singer was young, she wanted to become a horse racing jockey or an entertainment lawyer, according to this source. That sounds like two very different occupations. Very. very. <laughs> and I don't know where she got that inspiration from, but she had planned to fund her ambitions through her acting jobs. Uh, but sounds like she had some options. I mean, that's, that's kind of cool. At the age of mm. seven, she was able to act and start planning what she wanted to do. Her music was predominantly managed by her domineering father. Again, a very, very big clue for a lot of listeners out there. Uh, She released two albums under him, but terminated ties for her third album, which ended up pushing her into stardom, reaching the number one spot on the Billboard 200 and went five times platinum. So you're talking about the first two albums. The first two albums. uh, About her father? Well, her father uh, managed it. Ah, okay. So, yeah. So, he was, was the manager. It was under his... Like her agent. Right. He was her manager. Oh, okay. And then eventually, when she broke out for yep. her third album, when she was... No family business. Uh, yeah, an adult. Yeah, she kind of escaped her dad and did her own thing. And, yeah, she it was, it went hugely successful. Um, that like a Britney Spears. <laughs> really? Okay. The album's lyrical content included several themes of empowerment, and this was inspired by the, an incident of uh, sexual harassment when she was walking or she was stopped one night on the way home by two men. And for most ladies, this would you know, freak them out. Right, run, terrifying. They would try to get for you know, sure. some help. But for this artist, she, instead of running to her male counterparts for help, she actually took a stand and just like stood there, like kind of confronting them in it. And then with that, they kind of backed down and then walked off. And so this kind of um, energy that she kind of portrayed. Wow, that's in impressive. The, in her music. It wasn't aggressive, but in a way it just showed strength. I think that that took a lot of courage because, as you mentioned, I think most women in that circumstance very would terrifying, be really, really uncomfortable. Even but. for men, if I'm getting like stalked by like two big tough guy <laughs> in the middle of the night, I would get terrified as well. <laughs> but sometimes, with those, in those kind of situations, just showing strength is enough to turn the tide because yeah. a lot of those guys think that 
they're approaching a weaker person. So sometimes showing, yes, that, showing I think that strength, yeah. That is the case for a lot of like even the bullies in the schools. Right. They're going after the weak ones. And if you kind of show a little bit of resistance, your yeah. own strength, you kind of scare them off. Sometimes. I mean, you might get a black eye in the process, but at least <laughs> the next time they know, you know what, this guy's not a push. For a longer term benefit, right? Yeah. Right, right. All right, I'm going to move on to fact number two. This is according to Wikipedia. Her album after that, it superseded the previous, and this one went six times platinum and became mm. the first album in history that produced number one hits in three calendar years and the only album to achieve seven top five singles on the Hot 100. So okay. pretty much every song on that album was a headliner. It was a really big... Was this the album that she broke the ties with her father? No, this is the one after that. The one after that. Yeah, so she produced two albums okay. outside of And her. this is when she like truly reached stardom. Yes. Absolutely. Sounds like it, yeah. Yeah, and so she... And the tour for this specific album, and I can't name it, was the most successful debut tour in history and set a record for the fastest sellout. And this was uh, in Japan's Tokyo Dome. Mm. So not just in the U.S., internationally. And she said, quote, I know an album or a song can't change the world. I just want to make my music and my dance to catch the audience's attention and hold it long enough for them to listen to the lyrics. And that album was, the central theme was unity. And it was pretty much in response to a lot of the crimes that were going on during that time and the tragedies that were being reported in the media. The inspiration came from like news media coverage, exploring racism, poverty, substance abuse, and in addition to themes of romance. So there was some romance there, but there was a lot of other stuff that uh, she was touching on in that album. So So she's like quite socially expressive, like seeing about the social issues. Yes, at this point in time in her career. Yeah. So stepping outside of the music realm, at the young age of 18, this artist got married to a singer. Uh, but unfortunately, the family didn't approve of this marriage. So a year later, she had it annulled. So yeah. So it was like a surprise marriage, like d- didn't notify the parents beforehand. Uh, yeah, they eloped. It was like, uh, you know, I like you, you like me. Let's get married. Let's just, yeah, like kind of like Bruno, the Bruno Mars song. You know, I don't want to marry you. Mm. And, you know, maybe we'll wake up okay. the next day. And I never, I don't think I remember the specific lyrics <laughs> from that song, but I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, it happened, didn't work out. Um, dissolved shortly after uh in 1987 she began dating a dancer songwriter director Uh, they secretly got married for about eight years and so but they ended up separating and she later married a qatari businessman in 2012 and this is probably a really big clue and a big hint for a lot of people and she had her first child with this particular um, individual. Oh, it sounds like she's probably a little bit old she's by much that time. Older by this time, yeah. In her career, she didn't have kids. It was yeah. only focusing on her music. Wow. But she eventually had a child, her first child. At age 40 something, probably. Yeah, somewhere around that range. Uh, but this marriage also dismantled due to allegations that her husband was extremely controlling and abusive. And I remember reading uh, a report on uh, Things magazine about her brother actually had to help her get a plane ticket and like fly her out. Escape. Of, escape. Pretty much escape because it was just a really uh, difficult situation. That goes with the stereotypes for if you're marrying a wealthy man <laughs> or a wealthy woman. <laughs> Oh, a wealthy woman too, huh? Yeah, why not, right? (laughs) Right. 
All right, we're going to move on to fact number three. And this is according to SoCurrent.com and Wikipedia. So earlier you mentioned how she was really social conscious in yes. her music. And she talked about a lot of things that were going on. Well, as her albums continued to progress, obviously the interests in society started to change mm. as well. And public image over the course of her career has shifted from innocence to experience. And <laughs> okay, that, that sounds like a euphorism for another world. But, <laughs> and it yeah. inspired carnal albums, which explored the bonds, figuratively and literally, of love and lust. Her style completely changed, and this is kind of where I noticed it, even as a young man, when I was, I heard this. Of course, yeah, you, you never, of course, you never knew her before, and when <laughs> her style changed to this genre, that's when you started to know her. No, no, I knew her before, because again, at that time, her songs were all over the radio, okay. Okay, and I was cool. singing the lyrics, I didn't understand yeah, sure. the lyrics, but I was singing them, because at that time, I mean, they were hot. Yeah, that's okay, I'm just teasing with you, I'm just teasing with you, you don't need to explain And then as yourself. I developed into a young man then the music also developed along with me and for, so yeah for the appropriate time for appropriate age of you right exactly let's move on a little bit more she was given the nickname dunk growing up dunk. and this is no relation to basketball, basketball okay i was no thinking about basketball yeah and this is because of her quote sturdy thick and strong physique when mm. she was younger and her brother would say that she looked like a donkey Hence the name. So he got the name from. Oh, that's so dunk as donkey, not yeah. as the dunk in basketball. It's spelled like dunk, but it sounds yeah. like dunk. Okay. okay. Sounds like an insult to me. To me, it sounds like an insult as well. It's not something that you should be proud of, that's for sure. Especially coming from a brother. But in some cases, the brothers, the siblings, they usually uh, trash talk to yeah, each other, give yeah. bad nicknames. But it can also have a negative effect in your self esteem, right? She mentioned in a later interview with Vibe that she hated her cheeks. She's notable for having some endearing cheeks, put it mm. that way. And she couldn't understand why some people would have cosmetic surgery to have similar cheeks. But yeah, that was a, a, an insecurity along with obviously a few others. Moving on here, she gave two very big names in music their start. And I'm not sure if you've heard of Paula Abdul, hmm. but um, Paula did the choreography for some of her top singles and then somehow from there got her into the music world. And so Paula Abdul became really popular, mainly in the uh, their late 80s early 90s mm. and jennifer lopez was one of her backup dancers and then eventually she got into music as well you know you know who jennifer i've lopez. heard the name yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for sure. sure if you see her picture you'll definitely remember i might recognize yeah okay <laughs> all right we're gonna move on to fact number four this is from wikipedia she got her first start into film and movies in 1993 and she starred in a film with a very very notable and famous rapper called tupac you know, yeah heard of tupac Tupac? Sure. Right. That was her first film, and it was called, and I'm sure the fans are just like, okay, TJ, we know who this person is. <laughs> I mean, this is jump just... to the end. <laughs> but the, the movie was called Poetic Justice, mm. and this was a romantic drama by John Singleton, very famous Hollywood director, and it was about a poet mourning the loss of her boyfriend to gun violence. And, the and she was being the poet? Yeah, she was the poet in the film, and she was mourning the loss of her boyfriend, and she had a couple of friends with her to kind of help her get through, and obviously Tupac was one of the uh, 
the friends and it was an interesting movie really cool okay anyway though she's graced the covers of dozens of magazines the only group photo she's done was on essence magazine with beyonce and mary j blige and this is according to vibe magazine Okay, so this next fact here is probably uh, what Yin Chi would call the spoon feeding fact. Okay. Yeah. This is the one that most people know her from, which is a hopefully, tragedy. Hopefully, I'm part of that group. <laughs> which is a tragedy because this is not a reason why you should know this artist. But anyway, in 2004, she was blacklisted by the CEO of CBS Corporation after a controversial performance at the Super Bowl halftime show. Mm. And she sang a song alongside with Justin Timberlake for his song, Rock Your Body. Mm. And then I guess what was supposed to happen was he was just supposed to rip off her costume and yeah. there was something underneath, right? Yeah. Which is done very commonly in a lot of other performances. Right. But I guess a little bit more came off. Well, it had about 140 million views at the time. This event inspired the creation of YouTube as the founders were frustrated that he couldn't find the clip on the internet. And that was one of the motivations behind starting it. She experienced reduced radio, airplay, televised promotion, and sales figures from that point on. And uh, yeah, VH1, MTV, CBS, and clear channel radio stations. They uninvited her to the Grammys. She lost acting gigs. A statue of Mickey Mouse that was wearing her outfit uh, in one of her albums was taken down at Disney. World for some by, by random visitors, no, just by the companies. You know, how they are, you know, how they do it. Okay, so like a you, bad reputation, a bad thing, a bad image, right? They're promoting you in some way, and, and they're gonna something. sue you for fines. They'll sue you, or they'll just just won't promote you anymore. But the thing that's interesting is the guy that she was dancing with that tore off her clothes, he was still invited to go to the Grammys. He so was still it wasn't herself, it wasn't herself that tear off her no, clothes. No, he was dancing on stage with him, and it was his song. And she was kind of like was that, on the stage was that Justin Timberlake? Justin Timberlake, yeah. <laughs> and he was able to do go to all these events. He was promoted. All right. Anyway, moving on here, we're gonna go to fact number five. And this is the last fact. All right. So this artist starred in a few notable Hollywood films, such as The Nutty Professor Two. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you know of The Nutty Professor, really famous movie. Why did I get married? One and two. So she was in both of these movies, and also for Colored Girls. Again, for most of the people listening out there, if you've seen any of these movies, you definitely know who I'm talking about right now. And also the clue about how she grew up, how many siblings she had, how famous they were growing up, and some of the TV shows she was in as a young kid. And she has a very, very, very famous brother. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on here. So, she also turned down an offer to play a role in 1999's The Matrix, starring alongside Keanu Reeves, just so that she could go on a concert tour. Wait, was she in the movie, or...? They wanted to cast her for it. Okay, but she, so she, but she wasn't. Yeah, she turned it down so she could go tour her Velvet Rope concert tour, and it ended in January of 1999. So yeah, that's a huge clue there. I just dropped an album that was really famous for her. I think that brings me to the end of my facts. I uh, yeah, I felt like it was the at a summary part. <laughs> <laughs> so Yun Chi, this is all I got for you, man. If hey, you, if you had to yeah. guess just just those last few hints that I gave you about her uh, upbringing and also how successful she's been in music. She's also uh, she has a really famous family and she's done a lot 
in this uh, time frame. Mm. So if you if you had to guess who this person is, I mean, what would you? Say? Yeah, unfortunately, the only thing that kind of made made me think of someone is when he she had that problem. She seemed to be have a problem with her father. Mm-hmm. And that reminded me of Britney Spears, but I don't know. I think we have already covered her, or have we? Yes, we have. <laughs> I'm still gonna go with Britney Spears because that's that's the only name that I came up with. Uh, Britney Spears, does she have ten siblings? I mean, I don't know if any of these celebrities have any siblings. Okay, all right. Oh man, so it's like okay, judges. Hey, hey, hey wait. <laughs> Let me call. Let me call back my my answer. Okay, for 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 one second, because okay. because because I was gonna ask you to. I I normally remember these uh, celebrities, especially musicians, by their by their music, by their uh-huh. songs, and yeah, we actually said at the beginning that we might gonna hear some examples, some humming from TJ about this oh, about this musician. It's so difficult to hum her music uh because not so I much play about... it you will understand i'm trying yeah i'm going very my mind is running very fast but um i'm gonna have to go with the judges on this one <laughs> come on it's not bringing spirits somehow i thought that you would get this yuji the artist that i have for you today is janet jackson janet jackson okay janet jackson doesn't ring much bell to me oh man janet jackson is an american singer songwriter actress and dancer her sound and choreography became a catalyst in the growth of mtv enabling her to rise to prominence while breaking gender and racial barriers in the process Having sold over a hundred million records, Janet is one of the world's best-selling music artists. Not to mention, she's really good-looking. She was a really big heartthrob in the '80s, especially the after her shift in style. Definitely, absolutely, <laughs> and she has a really, really attractive voice. And yeah, I got, I'm looking forward to the songs that you're going to yeah, play for I her. I got two tracks that I, I would love if to I've share. heard I would, them before. I would love to share more songs from her, to be honest. But um, we only have a little bit of time left on the show, so. First up, I got That's the Way Love Goes, followed by Escapade from her Rhythm Nation album. Check it out. Like a moth to a flame burned by the fire. My love is blind, can't you see my desire? That's the way love goes.
and that was Escapade by Janet Jackson. I love Janet, love her voice. Yeah, and, that last uh, song kind of started okay for me, but then it picked up. Yeah. And it's actually reminding me of another song that is Earth or Heaven is a Place Called Earth. Heaven is a Place Called Earth. It's got a kind of similar yeah, yeah. Disco, disco vibe to it. Yeah, a lot of energy and it's like a, a feel good song. Yeah, I think they're probably in the same like time period. Possibly. Uh, a similar sure. vibe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. speaking of vibe, what vibe do you have for us today? Wow, okay. That was a smooth transition <laughs> to our second <laughs> artist for today. So my guy for today, just a reminder from the beginning of my introduction, mm -hmm. this guy sings Cantonese. All right. And um, he's he ha he got a huge influence in this Canton, Hong Kong, Macau region, and also heavy influence overseas as well. And okay. Even if you're in China, in the northern part, where people don't speak Cantonese, of course, you can still find he's the reason for his people from these regions. They might know a little bit of Cantonese by learning and seeing his music. Oh, wow. Okay. Bridge yeah. that dialect gap or language gap, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's a good conclusion. Okay, now let's start from fact number one. And this is according to profilesinfo.com. Mm. This musician was born into a family of seven with other four siblings, not as big as Jackson's family, but still quite big. And he was heavily influenced by European and American music in junior high school. All right. And so it was a classmate that introduced him. Normally, to that's song. how it goes. Yeah. And and it struck a chord to him. And he also had several influences from the Western pop stars like Iggy Pop and Pink Floyd. Genesis. Or Genesis. Genesis is cool. Yeah. Genesis. Well, don't worry. I, I We have to do an episode on Genesis, so maybe one of these days. I'm mentally prepared for that episode. <laughs> and apart from these three musicians that I just mentioned, he was a notable fan of David Bowie. Okay. Yeah, I, I've heard, I think it, I've heard this name before. Big icon in the Western music. Yeah. And so in his upbringing, um, this artist was gifted an acoustic guitar when one of his neighbors was moving away and uh, okay. th this was actually the start of his journey with music and I think I've covered like uh, maybe two or three other musicians in the past mm. that they received guitar or piano from a neighbor that's moving away yeah one man's trash is yeah yeah there's man's... this saying one man's trash <laughs> is another, another man's uh, treasure or something, something like that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. according to iPhone.com iPhone? iPhone. It's it's not it's not the phone iPhone. It's iPhone. Uh -oh. iPhone.com. Okay. It's a it's a Chinese, Chinese okay. The Chinese news website. All right. And this artist didn't come from a very well-off family. Okay. And uh, this guitar was actually his first piece of musical instrument. Mm. So he got kind of. I mean, for most people, you would say that they got started a bit late because he's already what a teenager. I would assume so, but but that's indeed like the start of his journey because he never had any, he was never exposed to any other musical instruments before. Okay. And thanks to that, um, so we all have to thank to that neighbor. Neighbor that gave him his for, trash, huh? Yeah, for giving this opportunity to <laughs> a great musician yeah. in the future. Okay, so now fact number two, and this is also according to profilesinfo.com. 
after his graduation from secondary school, he started working and he took a wide range of odd jobs before he came up in the music career in show business. And these jobs include an office assistant, a mechanic, a scenery decorator. A scenery decorator for, for a TV company. Oh wow! And so probably people that set up the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds really interesting. And you said a mechanic. That sounds like something that you have to go to school for and learn how to. Or like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trade skill. Yeah, probably like a, an apprentice. I can,、mm. yeah, I can picture apprentice jobs there. Okay. Yeah. So like odd jobs like this, and it, apart from these, he was also a salesman. In an insurance company. Wow. Okay. He's a man of many talents. Yeah, and that insurance company, he happens to be working with a future drummer of his band. Okay. Okay. So that's gonna give you a clue. So he's in the rock genre. Yeah. So he's、sure. a Cantonese singer. Is Cantonese rock in a band. All right. Yeah. It's actually a quite an easy episode. I think some people already have a name in their head. Well, kind of like you on my artist,、um, I'm not one of those people. So <laughs> let's keep going. Right. So after, yeah, as I mentioned, he he was going to meet a future drummer of his band, and after forming his band of four members,、um, this band began performing in the underground scene. But this turned out to be a turning point for this musician because during his performance, he was humiliated. I mean, this artist was humiliated by another. Lead guitarist humiliated after seeing like the obvious gap in his <laughs> in his guitar skills because he、okay. wasn't professionally trained、yeah. or educated in guitars. It's just merely a hobby for right, right. for him and for me as well. I was never a huge musician like growing up, but I did dabble with the guitar. And I've seen other people play it, and the the gap is just bewildering. Like sometimes you see their fingers like all over the guitar, and, like discouraging like, for you. Yeah, it's like wow, I could never do that. Yeah, gonna, <laughs> and and that like killed your dream at the beginning. Yeah, I was like,、ah, maybe I'll leave this alone. I, this guy has like and, a lot yeah, of yeah. And in in his case, it, this was like a turning point for him. And I think it's like most people, the reason for most people to their dream to take off. Is like a strong negative reinforcement because like the the the, the pep talks, the cheerleadings, they usually they don't really encourage you that much or as much as a humiliation from someone telling you you know this is not job for you. You、That's、can't、true. do this. I think we covered an artist where I think one of the band members told her that she's not really just just shut up and sing. You know, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, yeah. We didn't put you on the band for you、yeah. to make decisions. You're just this, you're just the face. Yeah, this negative yeah comments and that. Kind of push you, push her to give you so much more motive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that happens. Yeah, it's a、uh, human nature. Okay, now let's move on to the next fact, number three, and this is according to Global Times and Baidupedia or Baidupaika、mm-hmm. in Mandarin. Um, this band had tried many different types of underground rock in the early days, and in order to cater to the demands of the during this period of time in Hong Kong, a lot of for a lot of musicians they want to cater to the demands of the audience. Right. Um. So this is during the 1980s, and many singers, many musicians, they uh, it's kind of common practice for for them to rework the foreign pop songs, mostly okay, yeah, English、covers. English pop songs, right, and. Perform the the cover versions with the Chinese lyrics because those songs already have listenership and they've been tried and tested. Yeah, and, and audience base. Right. And actually, I actually I have 
no problem with that because uh, I quite like Jackie Chan. We've covered uh, this guy before,、mm-hmm. and、uh, I quite like his cover of like、uh, two tracks, like First of May and New York, New York from Frank Sinatra. Okay. Just to remind you, Jackie Chan is the person that <laughs> invested in Lehman Brothers. <laughs> I think you remember him from. <laughs> I remember. Re- yeah, you remember. You remember him yeah, from yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the reason why I brought up this like a cover period of like a music industry in Hong Kong is, is because for for this musician and his band, it's actually quite rare. It's a, like a very unique quality for this band because during this time they have this insistence of composing original songs、mm. when everybody else is doing covers, right? And probably making more profits for attracting the fans that are already listening to this music. Okay. And They're insisting on creating original music, which is cool. And a little bit info on the personal life of this musician. Okay. His first relationship started in the age sixteen with a schoolmate. Yeah, that's、uh, normal. I yeah, would say. Yeah, it's the time. That's when, the time. The two they dated for four years before splitting up. That was about the time for his music career to take off. Yeah. And I think the that sounds about the right. The story that I read from the internet is that he felt like he couldn't offer like a kind of a stable relationship or caring. Love for the for for the girlfriend,、of、and、course. he was the one that initiated the breakup. Yeah, the road is calling me, dear. Sorry, gotta go. The what is calling? The road. The road. The music road. Yeah, pretty. The much. tour. The, the tour, tour road.、Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, and after that, I, he probably had other relationship history, but after that, this musician also later dated another Chinese singer slash actress called Lin Chuqi. Okay. Now let's move on to the next fact, number four. This is according to Profiles Info and Global Times and Baidupedia. So this band, as you can tell from their experience in creating, in sticking with original songs、mm-hmm. over、um, doing covers on the already popular ones, yeah, you can tell they they kind of have their own thoughts and ideas, and they actually they were not happy with the music industry in Hong Kong by that time, and so it was during that time the group decided to redirect their career to overseas, and、mm-hmm. that's when and that's when they moved to Japan. And in 1992, this group signed. And by the way, this is definitely a huge clue because there, there's not really many music groups from Hong Kong. And I'm talking about music started from Hong Kong and later went to Japan.、Mm. And that's actually they actually became famous there. But、okay. in 1992, this band signed a worldwide management contract with a Japanese record label called Amuse. And during the year, they released an album called Continue the Revolution. Continue the Revolution. A good name for. A Rock band. I dig it. Yeah. And so for this particular artist, I'm talking about as the lead singer in the band. He chose a wide range of themes for their songs because mostly rock bands they are quite angry, yeah, <laughs> most of the time. Uh, well, yeah, it's hit or miss with rock. I mean, it could be literally anything. I mean, these days, or at least when I was coming up, rock had a different tone. It was a lot more depressing, and it had a lot of. 
angry. Uh, yeah, yeah, still anger. angry. Depressed. Yeah. It's usually about like very socially conscious. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, but for this particular band, they, they kind of it's more uh, they've got a wider range of their themes. Okay. Uh, which include uh, like there was one song about motherly love. You know, motherly what? love, rock song. Hmm. Mm. That's something that's very novel. Yeah, I think for this particular song, the vibe you get from that particular song is not so rock. How <laughs> can create like a rock song scene about mom, right? Right, right. Okay. It's usually if you have like a mother issue, you're not happy with your mom. <laughs> yeah, that would make a little bit more yeah, sense. Yeah, but this one is about motherly love. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and there's some other themes include like uh, patriotism, which is quite common for rock songs. Probably not that common. Not very common, but the it's opposite. There. I feel like Queen's got one. We are the champions. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, but <laughs> didn't see it that way, did yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, and some other themes include like peace and anti-discrimination. Now, these are a little bit more common among mm, the rock bands. Yeah, and this part of history is quite interesting because the band they were showing respect to the famous freedom fighter in South Africa, and who is it? Was it Nelson Mandela? <laughs> yeah, of course, Nelson oh, okay. Mandela. Wow. So they, in one of their songs. And it's actually one of their signature songs. It's called "Glorious Days." And in the same year, they released another song called "Amani." Amani. Amani, like Amani. Can you spell it? Like A M A N I. This song included lyrics from the Kenyan language. Oh, okay. Calling for peace and love. So I suppose this, this word "Amani" could be from Kenya. Okay. Yeah. So as you can tell from the views, the opinions, the ideas. That they're expressing from their songs have attracted the warm-blooded young generation. Okay. So all right. So they're social conscious. They're rock style. They're original. They write a lot of their own lyrics and make their own kind of music. They're inspired by classic rock musicians. Okay. And this band, and they were visiting the poor people in the third world. Well, I don't like. I actually don't like the the, the word third world, but it's yeah. it's what's written on the page. Right, third world, second world, first world. I mean, what? I don't yeah, why this. why categorizing these countries into? <laughs> yeah, but that same year, he actually it was the next year he set up the a fund. It's called the Third World Foundation Fund. Of course, he had a good intention, but right, uh, it's just I don't. I'm not a big fan of the of the. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. Yeah. And and also it was around that same time frame he volunteered to start in a film with his band and the proceeds were donated to the flood-stricken areas in East China. Okay. Okay, so very socially active. Sounds like it. All right. Okay, now let's move on to the very last fact number 5 for this artist and this is according to Baidupedia. Baidu Baike. And this is where we get a bit serious. <clears throat> An accident occurred to this artist when he was filming a game show in Japan in the year 1993. Mm. Um, so it was the stage floor was very narrow and quite slippery, and so he fell off the platform with one of the hosts live on the air. Oh wow! Both and of them fell off, off of the, the stage, stage. Okay. and he fell off head first off the stage. Oh, that was a bad from a three-meter platform, and he immediately went into a coma. And while he was hospitalized, his fans around the world gathered together to pray for him. But unfortunately, he died of internal bleeding caused by brain injuries from that fall. Wow. Yeah. So even though he passed away, the songs that he created 
have been the kind of very inspirational and the everlasting music that lived through fans and other notable artists for years. You know, something about passing away in your prime because it sounds like this band hadn't been around that long. There's some artists that pass away at a really young age, and then. They're kind of immortalized for that purpose. They become martyrs in the world of music, and it sounds like this group kind of has that same feel. Like they're they're starting to, yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah. Both for because there's a lot of like power energy in their artwork in their music. Yeah. But you can't deny that like、uh, like him passing away has also like attracted more attention to their music. Yes. Yeah, but mostly I'd say it's because of the spirit that they're trying to convey to、mm. to deliver through their music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every year in June, I know a lot of hardcore fans from around the world, and I know my friends. They would like organize events, activities, because June is the time that this musician, this artist, was born, and also the time the the, the month that he passed away.、Mm. So every year in June, there will be people organizing events to commemorate him. Okay. I see. Wow, we ended with a rather heavy yeah, tone. Yeah, that was pretty heavy. But I mean, I feel like the music resonates more. So that's all you got for me, right? Right. So a bit of summary. It's a Hong Kong Cantonese singer. Yep. So they're big、band. in Canto pop. They're famous in Japan. Famous in Japan. Their their style is, I guess, classic rock or rock music. Uh, original and unfortunately, they're no longer. I mean, I'm not sure if the band is still performing, but at least the lead singer or the soul of the、yes. group has passed on. Not familiar with that many Chinese rock bands.、Um, I knew I do know one guy who's the founder of it, but that's just one guy, so that wouldn't work here. There is another band that's pretty popular out here, and oh, you actually know a Chinese band? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, from the research that I've I've looked up, these guys also have a presence in Japan. I'm not sure if their lead singer has passed on and they replaced him with a new one or not. That I don't know, but they are of the rock genre. Hmm. So I'm just going to、um, guess these guys. Is it Mayday? Oh, oh Mayday! Oh, it's actually a nice guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's your final answer. Yeah, that's that's all I got. Well, unfortunately, you got it wrong. <laughs> Um, so this particular musician, the lead singer of the band, is Huang Jiaju, or、okay. in Cantonese, his his name Wong Gakui. Well, I hope my Cantonese is not rusty. So does he have an English name or? Ah,、uh, no, I think not. Okay. You know, actually, a lot of like people from Hong Kong, they're known by their like fanatic,、uh, fanatically translated right, right, right. name from Cantonese. Okay. So Wong Gakui was a renowned composer, musician, and a singer of Chinese rock, and, and also one of the founders of the rock band Beyond. Beyond. Yeah. Okay. And this band is actually known as the Beatles. Of Hong Kong. Okay. Yeah. So they were kind of comparable to the Beatles in Asia due to the various themes of their original songs, like I mentioned, motherly love, peace, this anti-discrimination. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And also for their great commercial success, and also the tragic ends of their figureheads. Right. Okay. And the two songs that will hopefully give you more. Give me a feel for、uh, for their for their, their music、work. and their spirits. Yeah. The first one is called Hai Kuo Tian Kong. And in English, in English, <laughs> the official name in English is just Sky. 
Okay. But the name of this song is like、uh, as boundless as the sea and skies. Okay. And that will be followed by another song called Hei Fun Nei, or English, Loving You. All right, all right. Well, before we get to those tracks, Yunchi, we're gonna go ahead and end this episode. For all of you listening in, hope you enjoyed this episode of Pop Muse. Be sure to check us out next time for another trivia. And of course, for those of you who have some artists that you think that we should give you a trivia on, reach out to us, and we'd love to hear from you. And we hopefully we can update some of these new stars onto the show. I'm TJ Reed, and this is Yunchi. Take it easy, folks. Hopefully, we'll、time. see you next time. Peace.